The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 87. Yay! 13 away from 100, which is baffling and crazy. We're getting closer to those triple digits. We, that's the one thing we haven't done yet, a triple digit episode. Ooh, let's do 666. Devil's number. <sighs> it, it, it took almost two to years. It's going to take over two years to get to the 100 mark, <laughs> to get to the 666 mark. Oh, my God. Well, we'll just we'll just flash back to this episode when we get to six six six. But right now, eighty seven. Eighty seven, exactly. So your uh, your demon summoning host for the day are Chris and and Savannah, and she just really wants to brag because since the last time uh, you heard from us, um, I was waitlisted for Taylor Swift tickets, and then I got Taylor Swift tickets, and uh, you can all hate me now. On to more important things today's show. So, hey, welcome to the podcast. Glad you're here. Oh, my God. I've heard nothing about Taylor Swift tickets. Nothing but Taylor Swift tickets from, like, so many people I know. I'm just like, oh, my God. If I ever, ever, ever felt FOMO for anything in my life, it's not this. <laughs> um, I kept saying that it was a lottery. It was not my fault that I was picked. The only thing that is my fault is the fact I won't shut the fuck up about it. So. Both my cousins got picked for it. Yeah. Probably. Well, lucky. Any which way, we got more to talk about than Taylor Swift tour and how way too expensive that shit is. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're here today. Glad you're here to hang out and be a part of the community. We're always happy to have you here. Uh, always happy to be building more members of the community, just like you. Your interest obviously shows by you, you know, being here right now. And so maybe that you're here, you could do one of many things or all things to uh, show your support and help us get even further into the algorithm. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow, all of those things really do help us build this up. I say that every single week, but it is true because more eyes and ears on the prize, more people show up to the podcast, more support, and then boom, bang, numbers grow everywhere and we could do a lot more for you. So just at bare minimum, one of those things, free and easy to do. Go ahead and do that real quick. And please go to Instagram and look at all of the memes that Chris creates and posts. Um, I have funny ones in my head, but he is Mr. Execution and they are fantastic. So at least like those so other people can see how ridiculous they really are. The second I think of one, I have an app like you can even see in the bottom left corner of all my posts. It's made with <laughs> Mematic. I'm just like the second I have an idea, I go right on the Mematic and I'm just trying to create it. Oh. Yeah, uh, please do that, too. Uh, it'd make me feel a lot better about uh, me wasting my time <laughs> while I'm supposed to be working, by the way. <laughs> hey, I do I that on my it. breaks. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even one of those things helps a lot, but you can find all the places you can do those things over at ratetherecord.ca. All of our social media links, including the Instagram where I post the funnies. I also do on threads, too. I've, I've been posting the memes on thread as well. So by all means, all the social media links, all the streaming links you could possibly need, audio and video alike, the merch like this shirt and Savannah's mug that she had up a second ago, and there it is. Look at that. It's like the same thing. Regardless, merch. You can request albums as well. We got requests coming up real soon and more in the second half of season, season five, so that's cool. And uh, the there was one other thing in there I don't even remember anymore. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. Kofi.com slash right there. The actual paid portion. Um, if you like us enough to do one of those free things and feel like giving us uh, five bucks a month, you could join the RTR club. Uh, you get early access to episodes, uh, bonus content. We'll show it to you on social media and on the podcast. Uh, uh, we, we listen to one of your band's songs. God, I, my mind's not even here today. But, yes, rate the record.ca. Please do that while I uh, yes. collect my thoughts. Yes, please. And if you want to join the RTR club, you could pay $5 a month to get Chris a brain transplant. So if you want to see how that goes, $5 a month. I don't need a transplant. I just need a brain massage. Open up the skull and just jam your fingers in there and just make it feel real good. Those electrodes are like vibrating. Oh, fingers. Like put on gloves oh, with like stimulating fingers. gel. Yeah, like gloves with stimulating gel and just get your fingers right into those crinkles and just start massaging my brain. $5 a month and I will massage Chris's brain on air. You also in uh, to, to the higher donator. If if we reach a certain amount, I'll even let her cut my skull cap open. <laughs> will she succeed? Doubtful, oh. but we will see. Gross. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Savannah would just 
purposely find ways to kill me. But if you know that, uh, if you've been here before, you know that already. You know that uh, we're always at each other's throats. So, hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you're here and that you can withstand us enough to be here for the 87th episode. But if you're new, yeah, get used to it. That's kind of what you expect. So welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we do a lot more than just that. We actually talk about music. And so let me explain real quick what we do here on the show. Each week, Savannah and I, will we will choose an album. One of us will. It could be... Whatever the hell we want, completely random, no rhyme or reason, we just do it. Uh, we take album requests, as I mentioned earlier, so we've done plenty, we've got plenty more coming up. And same thing with album anniversaries, if it's something that's hitting a milestone, some big album turning like 30 years old or whatever, we do those too. But regardless, we will choose an album, we'll discuss it at length from front to back, we rank the song, and then we, then we rank the record. the record! Was I on time that time? Yes, actually, surprisingly enough. Actually, it was so far off i thought i was being a dickhead no you actually nailed it so that that's because i told you there's like a half second to one second yeah. delay right oh my god that delay is so large wow well good for me pat on the back awesome yes you got it once and uh we'll we, we gotta see if that ever happens again never <laughs> oh my god I, I picked a bad day to record just my brain is just like how about no that's All right, okay. so it's a good thing that I didn't choose today's album, so I didn't have to think a whole lot because Savannah chose today's album. For eight, episode 87, we're looking at The Smiths and their 1984 debut album, The Smiths. Uh, so I guess since I can just shut up for a minute, Savannah can tell you a little bit about the band and the, the album. So we are doing The Smiths by The Smiths. I just love how it reminds me of uh, Simpsons with Mr. Black. <laughs> Mr. Black. Mr. Black. All right. So I am going to throw a disclaimer on top of the disclaimer you heard at the top of the show. Now, I have been made aware of or I've been made aware that Morrissey, the lead singer of The Smiths, has some pretty radical beliefs. And I just want to state right now that if I am reading this, it means we do not endorse his views. They are his. They are not ours. The Smiths were an English band from Manchester and were act and were active for only five years from 1982 to 1987. Singer Morrissey, real name Stephen Patrick Morrissey, <laughs> nerd, and guitarist Johnny Marr were the primary songwriting team, but it became obvious by 1987 that this relationship had soured. They had initially met at a Patty Smith Patty Smith concert in 1978 when Johnny Marr was 14 and Morrissey was 19. In 1982, Marr went to Morrissey's home to literally ask him to start a band. That's what we need, a bigger ego for Morrissey. In 1983, the Smiths were signed to Rough Trade Records and released their eponymous, eponymous debut album in 1984. I, I guess that was really it. The Smiths' debut album, named The Smiths, was released on February 20th, 1984, and was recorded in various studios around England. Produced by John Porter, the album released only one commercial single, What Difference Does It Make?, which reached number 12 on the UK singles chart. Reviews for this album are generally favorable, with Rolling Stone giving it a 4 out of 5, Pitchfork giving it an 8.8 .8 out of 10, and All Music really went for it with a 5 out of 5. Ooh, they like it. <laughs> the album was included on Rolling Stone's list of 100 best debut albums of all time at number 51, and in 2003, it ranked at 481 on their 500 greatest albums of all time. It is certified gold in the UK with more than 100,000 units sold. I thought there were more singles. I thought it sold more. I'm disappointed to see that Entertainment Weekly didn't uh, have the, their beat, their usual B tier. But I see that I'm looking at the page right now. The Village Voice gave it B minus. There you go, more B tier enthusiasts. Not bad, not bad. Because <laughs> I was like, what does Entertainment Weekly think? Scroll music. That's the, <laughs> we've already had uh, we've already had their downfall with them, and like it's kind of like on the rocks right now. Yeah. So now I got to stick with our new friends, the B tier enthusiasts themselves, Entertainment Weekly. But they didn't even show up for this album. Yeah, we, we only got to be friends with the ones who serve our purpose. So yeah, exactly. As long as I can carry on our narrative, that's all I give a shit for. If I can't, I don't. I, I I mention you, but I don't care who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Alrighty then. Well, uh, yeah, just kind of going back on your disclaimer for a bit there. Uh, the same. Uh, Morrissey has a lot of weird views. Uh, some of them 
much more innocent than others, but I mean, there's some obvious ones I'm not going to get into that are just um, complete bullshit. So yeah, anything I might even pleasantly say about him, I'm talking about this album and his performance in this album, not him as a person. Okay, I know very little about him, and I think it is probably better for me to keep it that way. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll just leave it at that and move on to the actual album itself. So song number one, Reel Around the Fountain. This is, it took me only this song to realize to myself that like, I, maybe except for one song, I can't name a single Smith single. And I know I've heard (laughs) plenty, like I've heard plenty of Smith music, but uh, like, I was like, Reel Around the Fountain. And then I looked at the rest of the list. I'm like, I don't recognize any of this. Yeah. But I feel like I've heard one or two of these songs. But then again, the Smiths have a tendency to uh, write a lot of the same music. I definitely agree. Um, I was gifted this uh, CD when I was 16. So I've definitely heard it before. I cannot find it. Uh. So I'm 34 and I got it when I was 16. Could be somewhere. Could be gone could be blessing someone else's 1997 Chevy Cavalier. I don't know. Could be on a shelf in Value Village. <laughs> right. Back in Northern but, uh, Ontario. But I, I recognize like a couple of them, obviously the ones that I gravitated to listening to it, but just as a whole listening to this album, I'm like, man, I don't remember half of it. Yeah. I, I think it was uh reel around the fountain, pretty girls make graves and uh, this charming man are the only ones I remember. Oh, um, sucks. I guess I guess another note that we just kind of ah, learned yes. pre-show, if you want to explain that real quick, too. Yes. OK, so on this show, we tend to only review first releases. So if any tracks have been added later on, deluxe versions, we're not doing those. Um, the CD that I purchased clear or that I was gifted per. Yeah, I cannot talk. Oh, good. That's just me. Oh. <laughs> oh my it's a tongue twister with things that shouldn't be okay so this cd was purchased in north america so it has the song this charming man on it the original uk release only had 10 tracks this charming man not being one of them but when the album was released in north america i believe it specified uh the usa but i'm just gonna say north america because clearly i'm not there yeah. um and uh it was added to it was the first song on side b so it would have been track six which it definitely was on this album before i had to cross out my review for it so we did do it um it is not playing a part in our final score unfortunately uh because both of us actually did like the song so that sucks um but it wasn't until i was writing the intro for the band did i realize that it was a song added afterwards which yeah, I had no idea about, so that is a bummer. Uh, when we get there, I'll tell everyone where I put the song on my list. Oh, likewise. <laughs> Very disappointed about that. But yeah, so we can actually get talk- talking about this now. Uh, Reel Around the Found being the first song. Um, just a blanket statement, I guess, to start everything out as I usually do in like the first song of albums too. Like as per usual, uh, like when it comes to that warm analog sound of like the tape recording, mm-hmm. like the actual like studio tape type thing uh it sounds really good uh it was a really great time to do work in a studio so i mean like (laughs) this album has it all over it uh despite the fact the music has a very chilly tone to it because i mean it's the fucking smiths it's sad gothy kind of stuff so i mean it's it's like post-punk what do you expect um the guitar and piano play really well off each other in this track i I thought that was great uh the vocals are also pleasant enough not like a ton of energy coming into this album but because i know what I know of the Smiths, I don't expect a ton of liveliness. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too bothered by it, although I was kind of hoping for something a little more out of the opening track. And it was six minutes long, too. So, I mean, like, yeah, it if it was like three minutes and it was this, like, that would have been fine. It's like, okay, just kind of setting the mood of what we're going to get on this album. Uh, but it's like six minutes is like, man, I don't know. That's pushing it. That's pushing it a little bit. Um, not necessarily a bad song, though. I'll say that much. It's like it didn't need to be six minutes. Okay, so jumping off that last point, um, it sounded like it was going to end at like four minutes, um, but definitely too long, didn't need to be. I felt that this song was the uh, musical embodiment of, and another thing, and then it just kept going and it kept going. Um, I don't remember this album sounding as, I I don't want to say hollow, but it's clearly not, you know, 
Dolby stereo 5.1 in, in your face. It's just kind of, I don't want to say basic because I feel like I'm writing off their efforts, but it just, it sounds like it has more of a punk sensibility to it rather than, you know, well, let's add this and add that. It seems very bare bones. Um, it sounded like that on the CD, but I didn't realize how much it actually did. Um, I really like the keys, um, the keys, or I guess I would assume it's keyboards rather than a piano, but, uh, those and the organ kind of make the song better. And I like that they're there. Yeah. Nice little touches and they don't really appear too many times throughout the album, or at least that yeah. I could notice. So yeah, you, you tend to notice when they're there. So it just feels a little better, I guess. Uh -huh. Um, I think that's all I had for the song. Cause I, I'm like, I'm done my notes and I thought I was going to say something else, but I guess not. Um, do you have an idea for where we're going to go for matches for this one? Do you want to get like, try this early? Do you want to wait Ooh, a little later? Okay. Early. Um, now we're doing pretty good at just holding on to the, Oh my God, please let's have one. Like we have to. Um, but I, I think we will probably have two, two would be nice. And I think they're going to be around the middle. I don't think we're going to get the ones that we really like um, matched up. I, I have a, like, I'd be so curious to know what our original lists look like versus our new 10 song list. Yeah. Watch the 11 song was going to be like damn near perfect. And then the, the new oh. 10 song list is kind of like, ah, oh, you, you might get all one offs. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea because uh, we were on a streak. And then last week for corn, we kind of uh, blew that up a little bit. That's uh -huh. two anniversary albums that fucked up the streak though. So there you go. So, but now that one of us chose this, maybe it's come back. I hope so. I hope so. We will see. So I guess we'll just move on now. Uh, song number two, You've Got Everything Now. I, I know when I'm doing the editing for this, I'm going to hate the length of these song titles. <laughs> yeah. Like doing Public Enemy at the beginning of the season. And it was just like, oh my God, I hate typing all of this out so much. And like just scrolling through the rest of the songs here. Like there's a few short ones, but then like, you know, what difference does it make? The hand that rocks the cradle. Pretty girls make graves. Hey, like, we could be doing follow, boy. I, oh or, yeah, or, they do. Uh, uh, panic at the disco no fuck i mean right. if we ever do a panic at the disco so i will abbreviate the fuck out of those things i don't even <laughs> care i will not write sentences okay Whole so song number, song number two you've got everything now uh this was a good energy to pick up for the previous track which is what you find in a lot of these albums because i've said it before it's like the first song of the album isn't really the real first song in my opinion it's usually the yeah. one that kind of gets things started and then the second song is what really just pushes the rest of the album forward. So at least this one had that energetic pickup. It definitely worked in its favor. It's not super exciting, but there's still life here. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, my next note actually could be technically another blanket statement mm -hmm. uh, that Morsi has a tendency to be very wordy. And <laughs> I guess another good time to mention, yeah. no, we don't talk about lyrics all that much on the show. Every once in a while we do. Uh, if this was a full-time gig, we would. So maybe go to Kofi.com and help <laughs> us out. Make it a full-time gig. We'll do it. I promise. Right. Uh, but for now, it's just kind of like if we catch on to something, we might talk about a little bit. So I know people really like Morsi's style of writing. I'm back and forth on it. I mean, it's very like depressed goth journal type of lyrics. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's not the greatest, but still like he's very wordy. And so because of how wordy he is, there's no real hook to catch on to uh, um, like <laughs> so true. pretty much so everywhere funny. on this album. So, I mean, like that can be said for many tracks. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. But I mean, at the very least, though, the instrumentals are lively, so I can give it that much. There's nothing much sticking with me, but it's just kind of easy to flow to. So you got to you got to win some and lose some, right? So. Okay, so a lot of this, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff you said I can jump off of. Um, so lyrics, I enjoy the lyrics. What a mess I've made of my life. No, I've never had a job because I never wanted one. Um, I honestly think that I would write songs like this. Uh, even a baby can see what this song's about. And it's it feels like he doesn't understand what metaphors or analogies are. Because, yeah, he just, like, whatever he writes down, he's like, I had a bad day today. I had a bad day. And he doesn't even, like, try and package it. It's just, that's what it is. Um, and it is a very upbeat song for how crappily he's portraying himself. 
that happens a lot in this style of music. <laughs> yeah. Being very sad or just distant or just something along the lines of that. And you'll always get like these like really uppy kind of things <laughs> happening. I mean, I've pointed a million times to Elliot Smith and we finally did one of his fucking albums. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, it can sound like a really uppy, happy kind of energetic song, but then the lyrics are just like horrifying. So, I uh -huh. mean, I'm not even surprised by it. It is still entertaining though. That's fine. Yeah. I, I like the music and like I've pointed that out during the show a million times and I always like that jangly primarily on the higher strings sound so that's fun to hear I didn't really hear it much in the first track so it's nice to get it here um, I find the vocal melody weird um, it always has been weird but I can assure you that won't change much going forward yeah because I mean realistically when Morrissey sings it's not even that he's a bad singer but it's just like he has something of a lifelessness to him mm -hmm. or he just kind of sounds bored and tired but like he still then he has like vocal exaggerations that he does every once in a while to make things interesting yeah. but for the most part it's just it's like this droning tired sounding guy mm -hmm. so I mean like it, it, things get weird every once in a while because he's not really doing a whole lot else I don't even think he plays like tambourine or anything like that so um, so going off of, uh, the, the depressed lifelessness, um, I realized that after every one of these songs, I did write a depression level out of 10. So going back to reel around the fountain, uh, to listen to that, I'd have to be four out of 10 depressed. So uh, like 10 being the most and one being not yes. very, okay, yes. cool. Um, to listen to You've Got Everything Now, I would have to be a 7 out of 10 depressed. So mm. hit the nail on the head for sure. Nail in the coffin, I guess, if you're that depressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. I'll make another quick blank statement too. I didn't really write this down, but the idea is like, I, I really like this style of music. I like the 70s, 80s, post-punk, romantic, like new romantic, uh, like gothic style of music. Like I really mm -hmm. like The Cure. I like Gary Newman. I, I like Joy Division. I like, I like The Smiths. But the thing is like, in this will come out through the review. I'm not going to really spoil anything, but like these albums are so much better to just listen to Mm -hmm. just in your by yourself than they are to sit and review yeah and you're gonna hear that come out in my notes uh and so i want to make it abundantly clear i don't necessarily hate anything that i talk about moving forward it's just it's hard to review this song by song and not just like drift off and do something else while i'm just enjoying the music in the background i think i even texted you like yesterday yeah. or today <laughs> saying like uh, I, for a Cure album that I that I was listening to once, I was on a bus to Toronto. It was like a, an hour yeah. long bus ride, and I was just staring out the window, listening to Disintegration. And I was just like, "This is a good experience. I like this." But to like, if it ever, the day ever comes that we have to review something like that, it's just gonna be like, yeah. "Oh, this is gonna be difficult now." So this was that challenge for me. There, there's one song closer to the end of the album that I really had that difficulty where I'm listening to it and I'm restarting the song over and over because I'm like, I have to, I have to listen to this one part. So at least, you know, maybe I'll say something about it. And by the time I had tuned back in, that part had passed. I'm like, well, I guess we'll listen to this again. I guess we'll listen to this oh, again. Boy. And I literally had to sit there with my eyes closed <laughs> to actually focus on it because it just, yeah, it felt like a soundtrack to what I was doing. Yeah. Like, cause I, I don't think a band like the Smiths writes, in such a manner to get you thinking too mm -hmm. much it's just kind of like they obviously they are writing what they think sounds good and what they think matches the mood but at the same time it's just like it's not supposed to be completely enveloping you know mm -hmm. so uh we'll hear more of that going forward probably yes <laughs> uh we'll start with this track number three miserable lie and i swear to god the first thing i thought was like trent Reznor saying miserable lie yes oh my god <laughs> yes a hundred percent Ah, uh, there's a band I like. <laughs> uh, this was a weird, interesting mix of the first two songs. And by that, I mean, like, you have, like, the general chill nature of the first track. But then, like, it gets really kind of, like, fast-paced going into, like, the chorus. Or, I guess, yeah. literally the entire second half or two-thirds of the song. Yeah. Uh, it was an unexpected change, but I enjoyed it. And I, I have a feeling you might agree with me because you're like, oh, yeah. laughing about it in the back. Very first line is, songs are starting to blend together. And I really like the faster tempo, but the vocals still seem like they're doing whatever they want, regardless of what the music is doing. Let's talk about the vocals for a minute, shall we? 
oh my god, we're um, gonna have to do that eight more times. Uh, well, specifically, I want to talk about the falsetto for a minute here. Uh, that that carries the majority of the track at the end, like the last yeah. half of the song. It's one thing to I do wrote that it. Down too. Yeah. it. It is absolutely one thing to do with falsetto, even if you're not that good at it. If you throw it in once in a while, chances are I won't bad night. I might bad night, but it won't be that bad. Yeah. But when it dominates the second half of the of the whole track, like two to two and a half minutes of a song, oh boy, is it grating. Like it is like fucking cheese just on the grater, oh you know? God. Like it is just, it, it was fucking brutal to get through. It was exhausting. Do you know how many, well, you do know because you're the one saying it, how many <laughs> times I listen to a song and go, yeah, I didn't like that. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? This is why it was awesome. So I wrote down, not a fan of the high vocals at the end, but I know that's just me. It's not just me. They, I don't like them. They were not. It good. doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Like he does falsettos like a, a few points of this album. And like, I didn't even make notes. I think one other song I made a note about it because he did it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if I heard it, I didn't make a note because it was like, it was quick. I'll let it slide. You're good. Yeah. Let's just keep listening to the music. But like, holy shit. Like it was just nonstop and it was annoying. It just took away from the song for me. At the very, at the very least, I'll say that the guitar work and like lively pace of songs what kept it good for me. But mm-hmm. that Paul said it was awful, and I'm like, was he aiming to make an awful song because he might have succeeded? Uh, quite possibly, um, because to listen to this, I'd have to be a two out of ten depressed. Uh, but afterwards, I would probably end up a six. Yeah, yeah, the first half of the song you're fine, but then you get the second half. Like the number keeps going up every fifteen seconds. <laughs> right and your fists start to clench heavily white knuckle gritting your teeth and fucking chalk i mean like yes it's getting bad the anxiety's there the vein in your forehead i'm starting to feel like we're gonna have uh more than two matches with the way that we're speaking of these things i don't know i think this is gonna be a lot of weird one-offs i just don't have the faith right now i don't all right i'll carry it for both of us Fine and dandy then. Uh, hopefully you do a good job of that. Uh, song number four, Pretty Girls Make Grades. I enjoy hearing the bass here. It is pretty forward. And I, excuse me, didn't hear a lot of it before this. So having it so forward is very nice. Uh, the vocals match the music much more here. And it's actually really enjoyable to sing along to if you vaguely know the words, which uh, to me still don't make any sense. But um and those little vocalizations and embellishments everything actually fit the song going into the bridge or the ending because i don't really know what's what in any of these goddamn songs i think there's maybe two songs i'm like discernible uh verse chorus and bridge yay and then like the album ends so um i'll jump on to your first point that you made about the bass yeah. uh because that was like one of my second notes i guess uh just as the bass has a really bouncy groove throughout the yeah. verses and this made the song relatively fun for me which was nice because it was one of those things where i felt yeah. kind of sour after the last song mm-hmm. and i was just like I, I actually had to stop listening and i just got up and like did something else because i was just like i i don't want to go in to the next song in a bad mood yeah. I've done that on an album before. I, I could say it was Tripping Daisy because I mean, like I've I've since reduxed it, so I, I've 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 uh, redeemed myself out of that. So yes. I don't want to do that again. So I was like, okay, you know what? Get up, go do something else. I think it was like seven hours later. <laughs> like it, it was like because I I that it wasn't today. It was like uh, over the course of like the last two days. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, I came back because I've just got distracted. I'm always getting distracted with shit, so whatever. <laughs> then I made like dinner. I cleaned my room a little bit, and I'm just like. I have something to actually be doing and I'm doing the things I don't want to do. I get that. I I also do chores when I want to avoid something that I deem worse than chores. I I need, I need to get someone on my ass to give me something I don't to do something I don't want to do so I can like make everything spotless and just like go outside, mow the lawn or something like just anything of the sort. Yep. Um, And again, this is, I kind of make references to this as we go for- forward. As much as I like the chill flow of this album, and again, the style of music in general, uh, there's just not much going that's like re- really keeping my attention. Again, trying to review it, very difficult. We're only four songs in. At this point, we only have six more instead of seven, so I guess that's kind of a plus. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and I, did, I did emphasize my note. That doesn't mean I don't like the way that it sounds, but as one thorough listen without just making it background music makes it feel a little weak. I I can see that, yeah. I um 
with this one in general, I don't have much more for this other than I, it doesn't feel too long, like ever. And it always feels like it gets to the point quickly and it's enjoyable. Um, I, I like the end despite it kind of, it doesn't really feel like it's part of the actual song because it goes out with like acoustic guitar plucking or not acoustic, just guitar plucking. Um, but I would listen to this one again and again, zero out of 10 depressed. It's a banger. I also like the way the song ends too. Uh, Cause yeah, I think, yeah. I think the main portion of the song ends around like the three minute mark. Uh, and then like the last 43 ish seconds. Yeah. It just, it's like two different guitars kind of over top of each other and that's it. Uh, I think it was a nice way to end the track. Nice tone, nice play on emotion. Mm-hmm. Good, good choice overall. So I felt better coming back into this one at the very yeah. least. I will say that. Yeah, I can. Cool. All right, we'll move on now. Song number five, the hand that oh, is it the hand that rocks the cradle because I wrote that hand that rocks the cradle. Yes, it is the singular. Okay, so yeah, whatever. I just doubled up on that. The hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> there we go. Um, look, I made that note again. With songs starting to sound so familiar to one another, I feel like a lot of my scores will end up fairly similar. That and my notes won't be too different. That was literally my first note to the song. And then that's it. That's all you have to say. I got two Um, more because I I tried to work things out and say something, you know? I tried. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. I'm just going to run through mine because I got like six or seven, but they're all pretty small. Um, there's something about the vocals that sound calmer and more pleasing to hear until I inevitably start to hate those wavy vocals where he goes, stop that. Um, this song is taking forever. Is there a chorus or something other than 60 verses? There's nothing here musically. It's like a repeat riff for five minutes. I'd rather read the lyrics. To listen to this, I'd have to be 10 out of 10 depressed because clearly I have nothing else to live for and no longer know what happiness is. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really read the lyrics, but like I heard someone's like, uh, come sit on my knee, something boy, you little boy. I, I know you're only three. Like, it sounds like a father talking to a son type thing, but just like, I, I, it can be something really sad. Maybe his son died yeah. like 20 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> He's just thinking about it. I have no idea what the lyrics actually are. I would just rather read them and get the point than listen to this song again. Yeah, because it wasn't... Okay, so this song is, what, 4 minutes and 37 seconds long. It, uh, it wasn't like 26. It actually wasn't until the three-minute mark that I realized that nothing had changed up and it That's had indeed right. been three minutes. At, and then you're, you're skipping back going, no, I didn't miss anything. It's... Yeah, it's just it's it's like one yeah. long continuous sentence. It's like if you were to read the lyrics, it was just one long sentence that never stopped. Right. Hey, no you're not allowed to stop no to nothing. breathe. I, yeah, I didn't see a comma. You can't stop to breathe. you got to keep going. Even if you right. pass out, at least you tried. Yeah, uh, there was a, the, the slightest, the, the, the microscopic pickup towards the end, but it was nowhere near enough to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean, I think it picked up with like its intensity, just like. 0.5 out of 100 <laughs> percent uh this is a fine background track but listening to the song like this it was just what a slog yes i i agree i had nothing positive to say about this song aside from vocals sound calmer and more pleasing and then it kind of downhill fast well at least you had some positive out of my three notes i don't think it's technically said anything positive <laughs> shit Song number six, not this charming man, unfortunately. So, so moving on to the new song number six, still ill. I had to look it up because on Spotify, it's just it looks like it said still three because it was just oh, like the three lines. Yeah. I was like, now does that say ill? Does it say aisle? Does that say three? <laughs> like, and eventually, and then I heard the lyrics still ill, still ill. So I'm like, okay, at least I know. Okay, now. Yeah. Yep. So this song, okay. I, I'm going to point out the lyrics only because, like, they are just, to me, they seem so, like, I don't want to say primitive, but it is just like you're you're reading a book to music, and you're not, like, changing anything, you're just reading it as it's written, and I feel like this is a song that I would make up when I'm, like, narrating when I'm cleaning the kitchen, where it's like, putting the dishes here, opening the stove, and it's just like, I don't know. I find it, uh, I don't know, childish, I guess. I don't know. I I have a problem with all of his 
lyric writing, but that's just me. Uh, very similar to early in the al- earlier in the album. Uh, it's an okay song. I don't really have much insight on them or on it. Uh, and I like the low notes that the voice hits. Um, they're pleasurable, but very sparse. Yeah, there, there was there's fine moments in the song, but it, yeah, it is one of those things where just like nothing is really standing out to make it its own thing. Uh, uh-huh. The song started out in a cool way, though. Like you had this dead strumming on the guitar. It was like reverb and like reverse sounding drums kind of caught me a bit. Oh. But then, like, it immediately slid into the sound of the other track. So, so I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, so it's kind of listening to, uh, I don't even know what that Bowie song is, where he's like, church on time, church on oh, time. Oh, um. Yeah, like, but the thing is, like, it starts with that, like, that guitar chugging, but then it kind of goes into this, like, very 80s style beat. I'm just like, oh, I like the way it was starting. I, I can't sit here all day and wait for you to figure out this I'm trying to figure out what song this. It It kills me. Um, yeah. I, I like the song at the end. I feel like it gets good when the vocals stop. So I, 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 I'm, I so, I'm sorry for constantly uh, shitting on his vocals. But to listen to this, I'd have to be at least, at least eight out of 10 depressed. Enough that I wouldn't bother getting up to change the song. Enough that you were still ill. Yeah, that I would just lay there and just go, it'll be over soon. But I won't uh, get up and change it. You're like, oh, finally, I'm starting to feel better. Six fingers down throat. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I think at this point, I, I was still swinging to the music at the very least. Like, just kind of like one of these like little things yeah. that you could do. Uh, sorry, audio listeners, that I'm actually doing this for real and you can't see it. Yeah, I think I mean, what, if I say I'm swinging, I think you know what I mean by that. Uh, so it's a positive sign that I haven't at least grown tired of it yet. Although, despite again a lot of it sounding the same. And at least the song is sandwiched with what I said before, like what they did in the intro and they brought it back uh, in the end, even if it's briefly, at least that kind of made it interesting for me, but it still wasn't a whole lot to run on. So that's all I can really say about it. Likewise. Cool. Song number eight, Hand in Glove. So just like you swing back and forth for the last track, my head already bopping to this one as soon as it started. Um, again, I swear listening to the Smiths inspires me to write my own songs, despite how ridiculous I think they are. I could just release it. I'm sure people will buy it. They'll eat it up. Uh, and I really like the harmonica at the beginning and the end. It sandwiched the song, sounded cohesive, didn't come out of nowhere. It was nice. Maybe that's Morrissey's other contribution then. (laughs) Unless someone's doing the Bob Dylan thing. Like someone's doing the Bob Dylan thing and playing the guitar and just got like the bar hanging off your head there. I honestly think it was the uh, guitar or bass player who did it. So Morrissey, literally nothing to offer. Just sits there and sways on stage, says something depressing, and next song, please. Yeah. Money, unable, please. Unable to button his shirt up past the third from bottom, <laughs> third from the bottom button. Mr. I'm depressed and want to be left alone, but meanwhile, give me all the spotlight. Yes. That's exactly the kind of person he is. Uh, yeah, this song, it, it, it was lively, which was nice, but again, not really anything to catch my attention. There, again, th- like, there's no hooks in these things, which I guess maybe, like, kind of reflect on is kind of the point that this mm-hmm. isn't supposed to be, like, too poppy, so it's not supposed to have those hooks or something along the lines of that. But then I've heard music like that that sounds far more interesting than this, so, though, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really uh, defend it too much in a critical sense but again i could probably listen to this all day just like yes i think i described it uh over text messages like sitting on my front porch at night and just like drinking a beer having a good time enjoying the breeze yeah yeah just Um, chill it's 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 almost like another long seamless song but it's i can't say it's long as the three minutes and 22 seconds yeah i'm always like waiting for like a chord change or something like I'm yeah something or anything and that's i guess what makes it feel even longer because i should not be calling a three minute and 22 second song long yeah i definitely agree and it's the whole moving the uh the progress bar on spotify or any streaming service and you're going back and forth and hitting different points in the song. And it sounds like you're listening to the same point every time and you hit nothing different. No chord, like, well, I guess chord change, but like no key change, no chorus, no nothing. And when it ends, it just ends at the end of a bar. There's no anything. And it's just like, ah, just, it's like those, those parents that will feed you like, 
mushy carrots and they're like well i fed you it's like yeah you fed me but you fed me shit <laughs> so i mean you're not you're not the best because you gave me carrots you're terrible for giving me mushy carrots and that's sometimes <laughs> these songs mushy carrots yeah more or less <laughs> um, it's, it's just funny how like yeah and nothing but morrissey's lyrics too is he can get very repetitive with what he writes like so he can say the same thing a bunch mm-hmm. of times so i just imagine like clicking through the song at random points on spotify it's like i walk the dog click like a minute later i walk the dog another minute later the dog walked me wait what <laughs> that's how they get your that's how he gets your attention i wasn't expecting that now i gotta go back and listen fuck <laughs> this song sounds like it could have been like by rem just the music in behind i would not be surprised if they got heavy influence from them especially starting in the 80s i wonder if they've recovered uh the smiths or anything of the sort i'd have to look i don't know i i do like this one more than i remember um now to listen to this one i would have to be zero out of ten depressed uh, it would actually make me dance, which in turn would make me happy because dancing is happiness. And try dancing when you're pissed. Even the idea is funny. Dancing when you're pissed, that's what hardcore dancing is. That's when <laughs> you swing your fists around and you're high kicking in the mosh yeah. pit and shit like that. Yeah, but you're not pissed when someone lose their, loses their shoe and you're standing there politely trying to give it back, lifting people who have fallen. Those are not pissed people. Those are nice people. Supposing so. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple shows where there aren't very nice people in mosh pits, but most often it's, it's been nice people. Uh, I'm too old for mosh pits now. I, I'm not even going to bother with the rest of my fucking life. The only mosh pit that I was ever in was just like the outside of it uh, on my back while I was at the stage. And all I was doing was holding on the stage going, no, no, no. It's like, don't suck me in like a vortex, please. I don't want to go. <laughs> I've been I've been in quite a few. Uh, I've fallen down a number of times too. And every t- like and at one point, at least I had it. Like I, I remember this big guy I didn't even reach my arm. He just grabbed the back of my shirt and like pulled me right yeah, up yeah, off the I've ground. S- and I, I barely even saw who did it. Like I caught him just as he, I was turning around and he was already gone. I was just like, yeah, wow, it's just like fucking Batman came in, swooped <laughs> in, saved me, and left. Right? Oh, they're so nice. Oh, metalheads are so nice. Yeah, that people always assume that they're evil, angry people, but like I was just watching uh what was it today? A, a punk band called Soul Glow, like a punk ish a punk adjacent band called Soul Glow. They did a cover of a system of a down song, but they interviewed the singer at the first and he he was saying the same thing, like uh, people always assume like metal bands and fans are like all angry, satanic, evil people. But it's just yeah. like this is how we get our aggression out. So when you meet us, we're actually like incredibly down to earth, nice, just whatever yeah. people. And it's like that that is true. I don't think I've ever met. I, I've met stupid gatekeeping metalheads, but like yeah. other ones are pretty damn nice. Yeah, have just kind of off topic, but on topic with the metalheads. Um, have you ever seen like uh, what's his name? Oh my god, I forget his uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. No. Oh my god, nicest guy ever. Um, just his interactions with people that like people catch on their cell phones and stuff is just like super down to earth and then you see him on stage and you're like huh? you're just side-eyeing him the whole time you're like that's not the same person is it yeah uh i've seen a lot of stuff like that happen so that's pretty cool when it does yeah. oh and george fish from cannibal corpse singing about shooting blood from his cock but then he's at a claw machine winning hello kitty dolls for his daughter and he goes really? on a shopping spree through target to buy like lego stuff that is cute he's an book. extremely wholesome man who sings the most unwholesome lyrics that is fantastic to know. I love that. He's an extreme family man. Like he loves his daughter and his wife to death. Uh, always like he he loves claw machines. Like he loves getting stuffed animals and bringing them home. But then he's like, this song's about shooting blood from your cock. Oh my god, that's fantastic to know. That, that is the best juxtaposition you could ever ask for. Speaking of the Smiths, song number nine. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if we go on all these tangents? <laughs> just gonna say exactly exactly you seem to have a lot of similar thoughts on this album including what we're gonna say yes um now for this one i'm noticing i am liking the back end of this album um i like this song it music is very upbeat uh again probably being duped with sad lyrics but i do really really enjoy this guitar riff 
Uh, did I say anything about the guitar? Uh, probably not because nothing was. This is like uh, I don't agree. <laughs> I I did say that something felt slightly more aggressive in this song. I do recall the guitar kind of make me think that way. I didn't say that specifically, but I mm -hmm. did mention the song, and I but I do remember why I wrote that. And I did, I said maybe it's wishful thinking, but there's something about this track that I gravitate gravitate toward a little more meaning like i was hoping the last few tracks would be like that too yeah. uh, spoiler alert not so much but i i i guess this was fine what i got here uh still not too big on this one though i even specifically wrote verbatim it's hard to know what to say anymore maybe it's time to start doing lyrical analysis because the music oh though God. not bad is just not at all that interesting anymore yes um yeah, I don't have much for this one either. Um, I didn't mind the insertion of the kids playing or seagulls, whatever the fuck that was, uh, inserted into the song. Didn't jar me out of anything. Um, there's another song coming up uh, in the next two um, that also has sort of a little sound bite into it. Didn't oh, like yeah, it nearly yeah. as was not as good as this one. Um, I like the vocal melody. It Everything makes sense for once. The chords, quite pleasing. I can look past the falsetto at the end. Still didn't like it, though. Um, and uh, because it was 0 out of 10 depression for the last one, hand in glove, uh, for this one, my depression has been cured. If only it were that easy. Listening to Smith's we album cured my depression. If only we were doing the cure, it would have been a lot funnier. But uh, oh yeah, but the cure, yes, the cure, whatever. Yeah. Depression cured. Uh, although it's kind of completely irrelevant, I just want to mention a uh, shout out to Robert Smith for saying one of the best things I could have ever heard because everyone knows Morrissey's notoriously an asshole. Uh, he's also a militant vegan. Um, yes. And Robert Smith of The Cure is also vegan, but he hates Morrissey so goddamn much. He said in an interview, if Morrissey told me himself to not eat meat, I would eat meat. Really? <laughs> just to Yikes. spite him. I Yikes. love that. Robert Smith is best. He is best. All right. Uh, what else do I have to say about the song besides nothing? Apparently. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the falsetto. You you brought that up yeah. there, and it, it sent a shudder down my spine. Uh, I, I we had gone a little while without that damn falsetto, but and I did mention back miserable lie that I did write about it one more time, and this is yeah. where I did. It didn't hurt the score this time, but I was sure as hell hoping we were done with it because he just it's so annoying. Yes. It's, yes, it's, it is. I don't know why he keeps doing it. Like it just—it doesn't He's do like, anything to the music. It doesn't enhance what you're hearing. Just, and it's bad. I, I think what it is is they know that they're kind of droning on and that you're not really paying attention, so they throw the falsetto in to kind of like jerk you back into the song, and regardless of if you off. like it or not. Oh yeah, I'm still listening <laughs> to this. Turns it off. Puts on Joy Division instead. I'm fair. Fair. <laughs> I like I like Joy Division. I just bought the Unknown Pleasures a little while ago on vinyl, so there you go. I like it. Song number ten, moving along now, or I guess no, technically song number nine. I think I've been getting the numbers wrong for a little bit because I forgot we skipped one there. So song number nine, whatever. Uh, I don't owe you anything. Okay, so if you don't mind, again, I'm gonna run through all of my uh, fly, notes Birdie, because fly. <laughs> they uh, they were my train of thought while listening to this. Okay. Ooh. This sounds like soft jangle pop rock, and I could definitely get behind this. I feel oddly relaxed listening to this. The reverb guitar, the organ, the lounge singing. Ah, how do I not remember this song? Feels like it could be 1980s Paul McCartney. I smiled the whole time. Depression not only cured me, but the whole world. The end. <laughs> How are you getting such happy vibes from this? I like it. I I like the music. You can the, like the music, yeah, but it's, the music it's not exactly anti-depression. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my depression's so bad that this one brought me up a little. Brought me back oh, to baseline. You're like the movie Melancholia, where uh, it's the one with Kirsten Dunst, like where uh, there's like the there's this planet that's coming into their solar system. It's going to crash into the planet. So she suffers from like like severe depression everyone like is around her is fine but then yeah. once people start panicking that like oh my god we're gonna die suddenly she's just like ah you know i'm fine because everyone else is having a worse time than me now and so then as the things about the collide she's uncomfortable she's like yeah we're gonna die and everyone else is freaking out so um, oh god fruit fly just doing my uh -huh. face. i'm gonna have to watch that 
Uh, it is an interesting movie. Uh, a little hard to follow at times, uh, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I, I watched it a long time ago. Uh, pretty, pretty neat. Um, I only have two notes for the song. I didn't have a whole lot to write. Uh, you can mix and match my notes from other songs and you'll get an idea for how I feel about this one. <laughs> Okay. Very first note. And then I can imagine listening to this while sitting on the fl- uh, the front porch at night having a drink with my partner, just enjoying the night air, as I said probably 10 minutes ago. See? This song gives you good vibes. If you're sitting with your partner, you clearly have good vibes with them. So then the song makes you feel happy. See? It all comes around. Well, because I'm not necessarily uh, fully paying attention. Uh, just there's a loophole the sound- in the thing I said. Uh, good thing that I missed it then. No, no, the loophole was I didn't anticipate you saying that because I was that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, here I am thinking I was missing shit. No, I'm on the ball as oh. always. Hundred percent. Song number ten, the final song in the album, "Suffer Little Children," or is it "Suffer the Children"? Uh, Suffer little children, and you first, please. My my train of thought should go after yours. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so we have another long song in our hands, five minutes, five and a half minutes. Uh, so this, this, the album is sandwiched by these long songs, and it's also sandwiched by these like more or less quiet tunes as well. Because that's we got one of the album. We're gonna get one to close the album. And I just specific, specifically wrote, let's see if another five and a half minute tune is worth its time. <laughs> uh, halfway through the track. It could end right then and there. I'd totally get it, but it didn't happen. And then uh, I noticed that you, uh, not noticed, but you mentioned a couple songs ago about the sound bite, about the, like, the laughter. Yes. Uh, I wrote about that too. The laughter toward the end made me feel a little disoriented as I was becoming hypnotized by the music. Again, nice to have on in the background, but the fact that I can dissociate and not have missed anything says all you need to know. That's my note, note written verbatim about the entire thing. I like the music at the start, the gentle acoustic behind bright picking. Nice. Okay. It's just more of the same. This is torture. This song is far too long. Ugh, the good vibes I was cruising on are now sufficiently dead. We are we were on such a roll. The sound clip of laughter feels weird and random. Depression came back, but the kind where I will change the song. Didn't you say in the lyrics at some point yeah. something about laughter or I'll make you laugh or something like the long lines that I didn't read them. So I, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, all I hear is. It's like it's like someone who sings and they slap their trachea uh, when they're doing it. Yeah, it's just it's at a certain point is too much. But the music, it wasn't too bad. I like the jangliness of different points of the album it was nice but uh, i don't think i would pick up a morrissey solo record i feel like that ends my review (laughs) i would not buy a morrissey solo record for multiple reasons including giving that man money to support him yeah as a like i don't he doesn't need my money to support him as a human being fuck right off but when you (laughs) mentioned slapping the trachea that just reminds me of um uh one of of all the Mr. Bungle albums that we haven't done, the second one, which is like essentially the only other one to do at this point, uh, there's a song in there where he's like singing very gently, but then he hits his high note and just starts like he, he sounds like he's punching himself in the ah. throat. Ah! Like he's just doing really hard. Ow. You can hear like how violent it sounds while he's doing it. And then the instrumentals go crazy around him. Wow. Uh, Disco Volante would be a very, very hard album to review. Very, uh, not hard like this one. It's just because it's such a weird experimental album. Uh, I, I, I can say that, though, because uh, we're at the end of this one. So we're, at least we're done yeah. talking about it. So there you go. Uh, technically 10 songs instead of the 11 that we originally had to cover The Smiths. The Smiths. So, hey, thank you very much for making it this far, if you indeed did. Uh, and it, make sure you let us know what you thought of this album down in the comments below, wherever you're listening, because there's comment sections everywhere. But hold on a minute while you're kind of like conjuring up the things that you want to say. There is still more to do, and there's still more you can tell us, too, because now we get to rank the songs. So above sure. our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names. There are numbers. So there's going to be more names in a minute, song names to be specific, because now we have to go 10 through 1 on each side, which was the worst to the best, the least favorite to favorite, however you want to categorize it. That's how we're, that's what we're doing right now. There you go. Yeah. That part is mainly static for me to say. I say the same thing almost every single time, but as soon as I get into that ending portion, I don't. I like I lose it immediately. <laughs> Where do I go from here? I, I like to have some parts like memorized and down. So at least yeah. like that, that that's like my anchor point. Just work off that. That's fine by me. You just gotta get a keypad, and just like record your lines and just press them. So you 
just verbatim every single time same tone take a drink of water yeah well, some, well at some point it's just gonna be ai us it's not even gonna be us anymore <laughs> oh, uh, i've God. i already introduced that in the depeche mode episode yeah, yeah and so uh it's just a matter of time before that i just let the ai do the whole thing for me why not i'll be talking to a chat bot for a whole episode <laughs> Right. I don't know. I haven't heard the album. You were supposed to listen to it'll, it. <laughs> it'll it'll be like when I was younger, typing questions into askjeeves.com. It's is Jeeves gay? <laughs> Jeeves is very happy. Yes. Uh, and then it's just like maybe blush emoji and two fingers pointing at <laughs> each other emoji. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I asked you earlier on what you thought were going to match. Now that we've actually talked about the songs, uh, has that opinion changed at all? Um, I'm still going to stick with two. My hope is slightly uh, waning the farther we go. Um, But I do have a solid idea where it's going to lie in the ranking system as a whole album. So I'm going to wait. I'm starting to feel the same way about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it when it comes to the track listing. I'm going to say two. But if we only get one, I won't be too upset. I'll actually be pretty surprised. Well, we need at least one to uh, come back from the zero last week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see how we do then. Uh, so song number 10, Miserable Lie. Suffer Little Children. Fuck, really? Yeah, I did not like that song at all. But my uh, number nine, I I was fighting for uh, 10th place as well. Well, because my number nine is Suffer Little Children. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine is The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. The hand. That song was tedious to get through. You're you're gonna hate me. Song number eight, the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, number eight, reel around the fountain, and I'm gonna clarify the fact that that was like my number three. Then the farther I get into the album, the more heartbroken I was that it ended up at number eight. So this is definitely my list of ones. I the I don't know. I I feel so bad putting that one at number eight. I was gonna say it was your choice. It, know, like, it's your it it's your review to do. Yeah, but I have to I have to stay true to myself, you know. Uh, it's not true to yourself if you're disappointed. Number seven. I have to, I have to like write the numbers on the fly now just to change everything around. Number seven. I don't owe you anything. Number seven. Still three. Still ill. Still ill. I. This is the zero. It's happening. I don't feel comfortable yeah. about anything at this point. Number six, what difference does it make? Number six, Miserable Lie. Miserable Lie. I think we can only match like two. One, two. There's still two, two we can do. But yeah. we're, it's, it's not, one of them for sure I know is not happening. Okay. Uh, actually, no, no, scratch that. None of them are happening because number five, hand and glove. Number five, you've got everything now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's zero. Fantastic. Because of the way you were talking about the glove song there, I'm just going to call it the glove song. I have a feeling it's not matching with me. <laughs> Number four, Rail Around the Fountain. Number four, Hand in Glove. Oh, okay. I thought that was going to be way higher. Okay, That's so then still may- four. maybe there we, we could match one. Do, yeah, I think it's just the one that's left. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't have good feelings at all. Number three, you've got everything now. Yeah, that's it. Number three, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Pretty Girls. Number two, Still Ill. What difference does it make? What difference? Uh, Well, it's the difference between no matches and at least one. Mm. Song number one, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Okay. Now, my number one is I don't know you anything, but... When going into this album, Pretty Girls Make Graves was definitely my number one out of the three tracks I'd listened to. That one's definitely my favorite. But uh, when it came farther into the album, I actually like those last couple songs better. And in well, case... maybe not better. Just I liked them. Well, you, you could have made it number better. one. You could have made it number one, though. <laughs> Apparently, better. God damn it! Uh, in case anyone's curious, I had this charming man as my number one song, and so the fact that I had to scratch my number one song off the list, uh, it fucked up the order and it fucked up the score too. Uh, I had this charming man at number four on my list, 
and it only changed my score by one percent so it wasn't too too bad yeah mine was like about one percent as well wasn't super bad or anything like that well that sucks uh that's a whole other goose egg and that's the first album that one of us chose for season five that hasn't gotten a match thanks savannah uh you're welcome i will cry about this later thank you good good i i to do this show, I have to have 10 out of 10 depression, and we really match that right now. So, if 87 10, episodes 10. in, you you have anything less than a 10 out of 10, I'd be weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoys this, gross. All right, well, that didn't work out, but apparently, we feel pretty confident about how we're going to be rating the album. So, let's uh, yeah. let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, let's transition screens. Swish. All right, well, here it is the album rating screen yet again uh, for the uh, X amount of time this season. I don't, I can't even remember how many episodes we've done so far in season five. I don't know. Let's just pretend we've done nine. All you need to know is that there's been two A tiers so far, a bunch of yeah. B tiers, and last week was Corn's Follow the Leader, the 25th anniversary of that album, and it ended up in the B minus tier. But it didn't think- age as well as I had hoped. <laughs> uh, first, first time listener, uh, first time caller, and um, yeah, you're right. It didn't age well for someone who has never heard it either. There you go. Perfect. Uh, but now we got to find out where Savannah's pick of the week is going. And that's the Smiths with the Smiths. I just have to keep saying it like that. <laughs> it just feels funny. I got to laugh at some point because the Smiths have made me depressed. There you go. Yeah. So I, I we seem pretty confident our, on our own score, I guess. And I guess I'm going first. Uh, I, I'm going to guess it's a, it's in the C tier somewhere. Do you want to guess the number? Ooh, for yours? I'll write that uh, I would say 68, 68. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah, regardless. Uh, we, we'll, we'll find out right now because I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this much. Um, if we had kept this charming man in, I'd still be a C tier with 68.18. Yeah. Ah. But we subtracted that, uh, and it took away my number one song, which is the number one song is obviously going to have the higher score. So now I'm down to an even 67%. Yikes. Well, uh, because I picked the album, and I, I constantly berated for ranking the albums that I pick uh, pretty shittily. So this one's actually higher than yours at 72.7. 72.7. Well, I mean... That's fine. Still not all that high. I think that's like around what I ranked corn last week with my own personal score. Probably, yeah. But look at that. The Smith just barely managed to avoid the B tier. Oh, thank God. And made it to the C plus tier with 69.85%. That is the highest one in the C tier. Um, Less worse than the kills. Less that uh, that had to go through my head for a second. I was like, less worse than what? <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's less than the Chili Peppers, but if it's the highest on the C tier, that's obvious. So it's funny because technically anything above half shouldn't be considered all that bad. But then like anything that goes like below B plus, we're just like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Even though that's not true for all the albums, but still, just like I like how we treat the B tier like it's like the worst thing you could possibly do. But it's so nice to have a, an album going to the C tier only because like, we've been neglecting it forever. <laughs> I can't We're even remember. Back, la- baby. I can't even remember the last album that we put in the C tier. It's been that long. Was it Public oh, Enemy? Jeez, uh, I think no, that was B tier. Public Enemy's not in there. It definitely what uh, Buggles, Age of Plastic. That was the last one. <laughs> Another one of Savannah's classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a lot uh, in the uh, C and D tier that I chose, so fantastic. Thankfully. Good job, Santa. Good job. And I think I only have like a couple that made yeah. it in there. Okay, well, we're back on screen now. Here we go. Uh, hi, we're back. And the, we are here in the Smiths are in the C plus tier with their The Smiths album uh, because... Again, just a better listen if you're just casually going about your business, just enjoying music and not critiquing it. Yeah. So no matter what I score this album, I still, I technically, I do like this album and then technically uh, I would listen to it and I just feel, don't feel comfortable about buying Smith's albums because I don't want any money to go to Morrissey at all. Like none. Uh, I owned the CD, did not purchase it, but the only thing I really know about him and his views is uh, being against the Canadian seal hunt, which I'm not part of that culture, so I cannot really speak on why they do it. 
Um, and I also cannot defend it. So I just a lowly bystander that goes, okay, sounds good. Don't come to Canada then. I don't care. Well, and as I said, there's a lot of his views are like, you can be one way or another about like, he, yeah. he doesn't like the monarchy and like whatever. I'm, I'm kind of of that table too. Sorry, not sorry yeah. to anyone listening about that. Uh, I mean, he, he calls himself a non-practicing bisexual, meaning like he's like, you know, attracted to men and women. But I mean, okay. he, I believe he has a partner, like a female partner. Oh, uh, so he doesn't, he doesn't view gays or anything of the sort, like poorly, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It's mainly things about race. I thought he was gay, like straight up just. Everyone didn't. Apparently there was a campaign of people trying to get him to come out. And then he's just like. I'm not gay, just bisexual. Interesting. I never knew that. Okay. Uh, apparently, um, once being gay was decriminalized back where he lives, I think, or maybe even certain parts of uh, America, because I know he has houses like all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. People were starting to notice that he was like throwing in little hints about being gay in his lyrics, oh. uh, but he never fully came out. So. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I don't know. Uh, then again, I don't know too much about that aspect. I just know about the uh, shitty parts of him that um, you, you just you can't defend at all. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad. Fair if enough. you really want to know, go read his biography. I mean, it's there all over the internet, and you can read any fucking news article. But anyways, we are done here. We're done talking about the Smiths. The Smiths. So thank you very much for joining us today, listening to this review, listening to the album, getting as far into this thing as you did. Remember to let us know what you thought about this album. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you agree or disagree with us? Why do you love the Smiths? Why do you hate the Smiths? Anything of the sort, your song rankings, your album rating, let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening because we do enjoy seeing your opinion on this and how you feel about it. Why are we right or wrong? And I mean, that's always fun too. And hey, you can also let us know over on our social medias at Rate the Record Podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Yes, we're over there too, so that's all good. Uh, but all that streaming links social media, RTR club, merch, and requesting albums all found at ratetherecord.ca. So make sure you're doing that. Bookmark that wherever you are on your laptop, desktop, phone, tablet. It doesn't matter. It's accessible everywhere. So go ahead, check it out. Yeah, do the stuff Chris says so he doesn't have to repeat it the same way every week. Because if, like, we have tons of people in the RTR club, well, it's like, okay, we have enough people. We don't have to say this all of the time, every day, every time you listen to this. So just join and then we'll shut up. That's literally it. Go to the website. Then we'll shut up eventually. No, good branding is not shutting the hell up. So I will never shut up. Don't listen to Savannah. Only listen to me and my reviews. <laughs> just gonna... You know what? Fine. Fine. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> just got to throw that last little bit in there. I got to get the one up because you gave us yeah. this album today. Of course. All righty. Well, before we let you go, uh, we're going to give you a little uh, hint, sneak preview of what to expect next week. Uh, I didn't write down a hint because it's it's pretty um, obvious what it's going to be if you've been following us long enough. But next week, we are celebrating our two-year anniversary. Rate the Ooh. Record turns two years old. Oh, my God. The terrible twos were teething now. Like, everything's going to be bullshit. Uh, <laughs> the, apparently, the worst years for babies, I don't I don't have one, so I can't confirm or deny. I've just heard. But anyways, yes, we're turning two. Uh, and if, again, you follow the trend of what we've done in the past for our first anniversary and what we've uh, talked about previous to that as well. You know exactly what we're doing next week. So it's it's pretty yeah. simple, and that's that's going to be the pattern going forward for as long as the show goes on. And if you don't know and you don't want to know until next week, that's fine too. Just come in and find out and be surprised. That's that's always fun. Yeah. Um, or join the RTR club and we'll tell you. You get early access. <laughs> you'll get early access, and you'll see it before anyone else does. So that's cool. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm really trying to push it here. Alrighty then. So until we see you next week, go listen to some awesome music. Like the Smiths, if it's your thing, whatever. And we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.